for Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Uh, we're getting warm, all right. So much footy to come this weekend and could really impact the top eight as we get to the last two rounds of the AFL season. Matt Wallen and Cam Mooney with you, all thanks to Little Creatures Village, Geelong. Big show on the way, assistant coach from the Cats and also Tigers Premiership star Sean Grigg to join us a little bit later on, talking about the Tigers retiring, but also the Cats' chances against the Saints tonight. It is a big one at Marvel Stadium, but Moon's a six-pack and also our weekend preview. Moons, welcome to you, mate. It's uh, the business end, that is for sure. It's been a long season, mm. though, hasn't it? Good morning, Matty. Morning, all. Yes, very excited about today. There's a lot of good games this weekend. Obviously, uh, we've been saying this for now for the last couple of weeks. We're getting the finals before the finals. Yes. And we're getting another round of it this weekend. I reckon in previous years, we've had, and I, I just said about this season, the longest ever. So it's 24 rounds, obviously 23 games each. We normally get to this part of the year and we're just sort of treading water for the finals. Mm. There's so many games in the mix now to actually finalise the top eight. I would have to say, and correct me if I'm wrong here, in our time in football, so I've been down here in Melbourne since 1996, 97, when I was 17 years of age. This has easily been the the best season of football. Well, you think of what we're getting late in the season, we're getting knockout finals virtually, you know, three weeks before finals time. And again, we're getting it in this weekend. We're going to get it again next weekend. It's bloody incredible. It really is. Just have a look today. Obviously, the Tigers in North Melbourne, foregone conclusion in terms of results, you would think. But the Tigers retiring. So, you know, Koch and Arewalt. So, there's a bit in that. Gold Coast, Carlton. I mean, Gold Coast have finished for the year, but they've got some good news around Dimmer probably mm. signing next week. And, and Gold Coast at home. Aren't it's, easy beats. Yeah, is a, is a good game for Carlton to have. So they, if they can win, and, you know, it sort of is, strengthens is, them again. We, we talk about this game at the moment with this league. You get six, seven, eight wins in a row. That's really tough. So yeah. the losses around the corner. Yep. It really is. So yep. that's a big one. It is. Giants and the and uh, the huge Bombers. Game. Huge game in terms of top eight. So is uh, St Kilda and Geelong tonight. Massive Adelaide, Adelaide Sydney. Sydney. Yep. West Coast have got a. Um, I mean, sorry, Western Bulldogs will beat West Coast, of course. Melbourne and Hawthorne. The Hawks are fighting right. a bit. Hawks are the giant slayers at the moment. So you just would not. And from a Melbourne point of view, they're not top four because they've got Sydney next week in Sydney. Yeah. And Hawthorne could do anything, as you said. Mm. And then Frio and Port. I mean, I know Frio are done, but at home there's been a mixed bag and Port have been a mixed bag of late. So that's an interesting game as well. So great weekend of footy. Mate, um, let's just quickly mention the Matildas. I know the third place game tonight, and we've probably fallen off a little bit. Like third place for me is doesn't mean a great deal, but no. good luck to the girls. And How I've was the viewership though the other proud. night? Over 11 million. That is unbelievable. Huge, huge numbers. And look, we were outplayed for most of the night, yeah. but that's Sam Kirk. Goal. goal. I just, uh, this kid came out of me. It was like that exciting. I squealed on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I was sitting with my daughters and my son and yeah, we just all went completely nuts because that was just one out of the top shelf. Well, not only was it an amazing strike, we seriously hadn't created a great deal of no. stuff. So it was out of the blue as well. She picks it up from halfway. The commentator says she needs some support. Well, well she had one on the left. I thought she's going to do a nice little through ball here. And she had the ping. I went, what are you doing? Well, I was and the then same. top corner, I was like, oh, my God. I was at a live site uh, at Werribee. In fact, I was hosting, doing some MC stuff for Wyndham City, which was a great event. Freezing cold, by the way. Yeah. But great event. And I was watching it from a distance on the big screen. I thought, oh, Sam. Like, we are seriously just going for anything if we're having a crack there. And when it went in, right. I was hugging people I didn't Strangers. know. Strangers. <laughs> yeah, just jumping around. Like, this is incredible. So, well done to the girls. Um, look, at the end of the day, we're outplayed. 
uh, by England. They deserve to go through, but um, hopefully we get a good result tonight. But overall, I mean, how massive it has, has been, it been huge, and it has captured uh, everyone's imagination. Unfortunately, politicians as well. We'll get to that a little bit oh, later. Oh my god, let's get it. As an old saying, politics and sport don't mix, they and don't. they just proved that again. Yep. But from uh, women's sport, just just sport in Australia. Let's just call it that. They were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's bigger than yeah. saying women's yeah, sport. I think so. To be honest, I think they've done an amazing job. Hey, mate, um, I saw you during the week. Speaking of uh, getting out and about, yes. uh, you the bounce boys for Sunday night. Looks like you were doing some oh, recording yes. during the week. What's been going well, on? Well, we're doing a you little bit. You got your guns out, not not your. Not, not your biceps. Oh, not had, those ones. No, Sorry. not your big snakes. Um, no, we did. Uh, we went to Victorian uh, Police Academy. Yep. And we just did a little bit of uh, filming there, which will get played over the next few weeks, and a lot of fun. A lot of fun. They, they go through a really tough, I guess, regime. Yep. I guess that's probably what you'd call it. Twelve weeks on uh, in the camp, in campus, on campus, I should say, and and then they get thrown out to different stations. So that's the cadets. That's the through. cadets, yep. and then uh, I think it's 31, 32 weeks all up before they are fully fledged uh, police. So officers. what were you? What were you shooting? What were you doing? Oh, we're just over there oh, for bounce. Obviously, we we call it yesterday's heroes little yep. segment where we just take the Mickey out of each other and have some fun. And we were going through putting. They put us through the paces basically of what they do there, and uh, and we also so got real to, guns. No, not real guns. No, they wouldn't allow us to have real guns. <laughs> And if you if you do watch it, you'll understand why. Because um, yeah, well, Gazy was probably waving it all over the place. Yeah, right. No, they're paintball guns, but they the they tell us they if you've ever been hit by a paintball, it, it does sting. Yep. They said this stings like ten times more. Yeah. Okay. So it won't pierce the skin, but it bloody hurts. Yep. So we're just using those on target practice and uh, obviously timing ourselves and having a lot of fun. Yep. It looked uh, very good. It was good. Hey, mate, last week I mentioned about Kenny oh, here we signing. Go. Where's the audio? Just no, play, play I, your audio, No, mate. no, I'm not going to play it. I just don't <laughs> want to go back over it. But I did mention... It was a Kenny. very good call by you. Well, well done. I mean, to me, it just made sense. I mean, they wanted to sign him. They were just they couldn't sign him off the back of losses. Mm. I mean, that's pretty much what it was. And so Kenny signed for, for Port for a couple of years. Um, Josh Carr, potentially not a succession plan. Is a succession plan? Who knows? But um, Well, two years yeah. tells me succession plan. Yeah. Why wouldn't you sign him for another four? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I mean, Kenny tried to make it pretty clear that it, was, it wasn't it was um, because we know how some of them are gone in the past. I know I heard Bucks on SEN Breakfast this week saying to Kane, like, we might hear you tomorrow, we might talk more about, you know, and he goes, I'd rather not, to be honest, I'm about sick of it, to be fair, I'd rather not go through it again about the Collingwood situation with uh, Mick Mouldhouse. But, look, it makes sense. Um, Port, obviously, you know, a difficult game this weekend. They need to get themselves back mm-hmm. on track because you want to hit in some form. But top four, um, look, it's a good season. But they don't want to waste it either, I guess. No, and it has been an unbelievable year from where we thought they were going to be to go on that big winning streak. And then obviously that four games in a row, you're thinking, Jesus, so they just, you know, they just fallen over at the wrong time, which they have done many, many times through the finals. We've yeah. seen that. They've been a really good home and away team, poor in finals. Shouldn't say poor. I mean, they have made prelims and all those type of things, but never got to the dance. And I guess that was the, uh, that's what we we're all thinking about again this year, weren't we? Are they going to do it again? You know, and I hope not for Kenny's sake because I've, I've said it many times. I love Kenny and I'd love to see him hold the cup. It does make it difficult now um, because they've dropped away in terms of having 
that opportunity to, to play a couple of finals in Adelaide and all that sort of stuff. But in terms of the top teams just falling over the last four or five weeks, that's, you know, it has opened up that top eight. Look, it has. I mean, it hasn't really opened up the top four no. because they were sort of flying and getting mm. away. Our game is so hard that you just cannot be at the top of your game week in and week out, quarter by quarter, whatever it is. You just can't. And after a really good season, and we've talked about it before, a long season, you get to the end there and, and you do, you start to... Probably not. Probably subconsciously start to take the foot off the pedal a little bit because you do, as a player, you start looking at finals because you know you've got fo- top four sewn up. You know you've got top two sewn up yep. from a Collingwood point of view. And no doubt they are looking at finals. They can't wait. They'd be rubbing their hands together. And please, just, season, just hurry up and end. I just yep. want to play finals. Plenty to get through on the today's show, but I want to quickly chat about the Jeremy Cameron stuff last week mm. in terms of the kick being out of bounds or the mark being out of bounds. Oh, was it though? I think it was pretty was clear. <laughs> My concern, like the first one was, um, you can probably question if it was a mark or not. It looked like it was out in the full, but from different angles it could have been questioned. The second one was ridiculous. But I actually want to move on to the Carlton and Melbourne one. What, what are your thoughts on the soft call? Because at the end of the day, it from different angles, it didn't look like that ball was touched by Marchbank no. for Carlton. We get the point being given. Melbourne lose that game. Is that process and those, that vision come finals time sufficient? Because for me, it feels a bit weak. Well, clearly it was weak because we didn't get the right result. Because I don't think anyone believes the ball was touched. It looked like he touched his fingers at the top when he was at his highest oh, point. Did it? From one angle. But the second angle, it went nowhere near yeah, his fingers. Exactly. So it was clear light. Elbow. Yeah. So for me, I think there was there was mm. opportunity to overrule. But with how grainy it yes. is, it's very difficult. So I'd hate to think imagine there's I know we always go back to this as the sort of the acid test, but yeah. you're losing a grand, grand final, final this way, I know. And you know what? We've never ever lost a grand final in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> never. Yeah. Well, Collingwood supporters might say there was an out of bounds or two. But anyway, that's that's a whole oh, that different was, thing. That was in. I was that a Carlton was supporter yeah. that was in. But I just feel like, I don't know, it feels that that felt like it was a bit weak. Uh, I don't, to be honest, and then Marshbank goes on radio after that and says, oh, yeah, hit me finger or hit me something or whatever. (laughs) He didn't know know where it hit. He didn't know. So I don't know. Like, I'm not sure that we're quite getting the right But the thing is, though, also, are we at the point where we want our game to stop? That could could be five minutes of just the game stops until they go over it and over it and over it. Well, they talked about getting a chip in the ball. Take it back to the Jeremy Cameron one. How come we can't then for for the goal, not not the yeah. not the out in the full, but the actual handball out of bounds? How come when the goal's being given? Yeah, that I don't the understand. The ball goes back to the middle. We can't check. That. I I, th- I actually was when I was watching that. I was up in a, a box um, with some friends, and I was just said, "Oh no, they'll they'll call this back before the centre bounce." Because I thought you could. Yeah, that's the whole point of every goal is reviewed before the set for the centre bounce. I I'm. I'm so, belief. so yes, absolutely, it is yes. automatically. So this is so where how I, they not see that. So this is what I don't understand, right? If that ball, um, when he played on and kicked the goal, if that ball was potentially touched, or it was touched, mm. they would have checked that, yes. and they would have said, "No, it's a point." So, if you roll the camera or the vision back three seconds, what's the difference? I don't quite. So understand. was it? Is it though? Is it an umpire's call going up to the? upstairs saying, hey, can you just check this? And maybe, because they didn't see it, they didn't know what happened. Did they not say to the upstairs, hey, can you just check this? And did upstairs just not check it because they just thought, oh, well, it's just a, just a goal? Well, they must, they always check it. My understanding is if there was a if there was a touch that the on-field umpires yeah, didn't see, that, yeah. the, the upstairs would have said, hang on, guys, there may be a touch, just mm, hold the ball true. for a second, we're checking. 
So why can't they then say, mate, that's four metres out of bounds? Particularly where it was, and as you know, where they sit, they sit basically right above where Jeremy Cameron took that handball. So they would have been watching that. Surely someone up in that box would have gone, geez, that looked out. We better check on that. And what I couldn't understand, BT's like, oh, I don't know why they're booing. Like, you know, just like, yeah, I don't know if he's watching the same game. Hey, plenty to come on the warm-up this morning. All thanks to the little creatures. We've got Sean Grigg, Premiership staff and the Tigers, assistant at the Cats, going to join us to talk about their big game against the Saints. We've got a top six coming as well, the six-pack, all thanks to Furphy. And, of course, we'll take a look at the rest of the round. Uh, big weekend of footy. This is the warm-up, all thanks to the little creatures. For little creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. What a weekend of footy to come. So many games that can shape the eight over this weekend. And some teams just needing to find some form before they get to final. Sean Griggs going to join us too, assistant coach of the Cats, taking on the Saints tonight. And, of course, he'll be at the Richmond North Melbourne game, farewelling a couple of former teammates, premiership teammates uh, big show still to come. Of course, we'll take a look at the marketplace and a local footy wrap, but let's get into the six-pack. Over the top to Mooney, aiming at a career-best six right here, runs it and gets it. Moons' six-pack for little creatures. All creatures welcome. Yes, Always nice right. having Dennis call your name. Oh, how's his voice? It's just, Beautiful, I miss Dennis, actually. A great caller. Uh, Six-pack, all thanks to Little Creatures, Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. Now, on the back of Trent Cotchin, Retiring from the Tigers, we want to have a look at the best Premiership captain from the te- teens. Teens is I don't from ten to nineteen. Ten to nineteen. So we're gonna look at the teens. I hope that's the what best. we call it. The I teens. Th- I don't know what it is. I know the noughties, wasn't it? Yeah, in the two thousands, and then the, the teens. So we're gonna take a look, and we were going through the numbers earlier, and there's a few double ups. Obviously, Hawthorne getting a few Premiership, Richmond getting a, a mm. couple within, and also twenty twenty, which we're not counting. We did come. We did get seven Premiership captains. So someone's team. missing out. Someone's missing out, and I feel bad. <laughs> I actually feel bad about this one because uh, I really like so it. So there's only seven out of, what, the ten premierships? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into our six-pack this week. Who finds themselves at six? Okay, and well, don't say who misses out oh, until don't, the okay, end. Okay, well, yeah. I'm going to put in number six, uh, Eastern Wood, because the Doggies grand final, because you've got to remember, Murphy was injured. So yes. this guy had to take over and basically lead this group from eighth. Yes. Eighth. They did a lap to the, the premiership to get to the premiership. Yeah, so Eastern Wood and just a... Great human being. So he's got in at number six. Uh, Maxwell at number five for Collingwood in 2010. Um, very much like the Tom Harley model. Was never going to be your best player, but from a leader point of view and the way that he could communicate and the way that he could lead, from all reports, was exceptional. And Tom Harley was exceptional. Yeah, and he came a long way as well. So he went and played a lot of VFL yeah, and then rookie listed or whatever he was and stuff for, for the... So uh, you for love the boys. hearing those stories. At number four, it was the Sydney Swans in 2012 with McVeigh. Now, there's a bit of a slash goods, but I think McVeigh was the one that stood up with the cup did, yep. with horse. So I'm yep. going to have to give it to, to yep. McVeigh. Was he better than... Mark? Yes. Yeah, okay. And I love and I love Mark. I played state footy with Mark, grew up with Mark, but I actually interviewed Jared him in the I actually good. interviewed him in the rooms after one I don't think it was the grand final, but I was down there for twenty twelve in the rooms doing some coverage and one game during the season I actually think I called him Mark well, and he filled well, right Oh one up. better you. I did call him Mark. So I obviously I grew up with Mark, played all my state footy with Mark. Yep. We were great mates as kids. He was in Sydney, I was Wagga. And I knew and I've known Jared for years and it was just 
I interviewed him up in the Gold Coast after the game. They had a win. So, Mark, that was a really good uh, win. And he, you know what? To his credit, he didn't flinch. He really? answered the question. The next day, he was on the drink with a couple of other ex-Sydney boys, Johnny Stevens, and he sent me a photo giving me the bird. Really? <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Well, I got a face bird when I said it, so um, I got the old, <laughs> what are you talking about, mate? All right, so that was number... Th- number four. Now, yeah. number three, my old mate Cameron Ling, uh, the 2011 Premiership captain and absolute superstar. Greatest tag of the game's ever seen and... One of the great leaders, one of the great men that I've ever met. At number two, our man Trent Conchin, who's just retired. Two-time premiership player in that period, obviously three-time all up. And we'll talk to, um, who are we talking to with? Grigger. Grigger, And I'm sure he'll explain just what a magnificent captain that he really was. And obviously at number one. Here we go. Well, three-time premiership uh, captain, four-time premiership player, Luke Hodge. Pretty simple, that one. Yeah. He was, he was... I always put him as arguably the toughest bloke that I've ever played against. Because in that 08 grand final, we had busted ribs. I went out of my way to make sure that I found those ribs. And he didn't flinch. Unlike the goals. Yes, yeah, pretty you, much. You well, I found them early, but then just yeah. didn't late. <laughs> no, an absolute superstar. Now, that is a great top six at six. So who, who misses, who misses out? Out? Well, it was Shannon Hearn. Oh, wow. One of the great people. The and worst. So, if you reshape this for online, if you want an article, SCN, it's the worst premiership captain, captain. of the teams, <laughs> Shannon Hearn. We'll make and sure also we retiring don't, this week. Yeah, we'll make sure we don't put it like that. All but right. uh, yeah, Hearn, he just misses out. All right, very good. That's Moons' top six at six. A very good one. Shannon Hearn, poor fella. Great player. And <laughs> he's missed out. Great there. person. <laughs> well done. I like you, Hearn. Hey, mate, let's whip through the rest of the round because there's some really good games, as we mentioned. Uh, Richmond taking on North Melbourne this afternoon. Should be a foregone conclusion for the Tigers, but a farewell game. I think it's a farewell game. Um, I could be mistaken. They're happy to be corrected, but I think Cochin and Reebok Well, I would be up. surprised because I think their next game is at Ports. over in Port Adelaide. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, you'd probably take this one. Yep. Cheered off. Family, friends, everyone there. Couple of beers Probably tonight. just make this one your last yep. one. All right, let's move on. The Gold Coast and Carlton, the Blues have got Harry Mackay back this week and a number of other stars. Do they... How do they fit him in? Is it is it all talk or is it a concern? Well, the funny thing is when Harry was playing, Harry's a superstar. No, sh- will be a superstar, sorry. He's, he's a very good player, but hasn't had the best year, let's be honest. Hasn't yep. had a great year. And he and Kerno just for this year, for, for some reason, just hadn't clicked. It hasn't worked. So when he went out, Carlton went on their run. Yeah. Carlton went on their run. So he's going to have to fit in, and he will because he's It's a confidence he's, thing. It's but he, but he's kicking is his problem at the moment, and, and I've it. been there, yep. and I know, and I can see it in his eyes when he takes a mark. I know the signs, I can tell you, yep. and I can see it. So yep. he needs to fix that very quickly. All right, so that the Blues' important game for them to keep their season rolling on. The Gold Coast at home is going to be a difficult one. The Giants and the Bombers, geez, the Bombers... I saw this week people like, oh, proud of the Bombers' season, but, geez, they've been disappointed the last few weeks. Look, they have, and they've, you can tell they've got tired. And the, the coach actually said a couple of weeks back that he saw his midfielders getting tired. And that's what happens when you you have a huge preseason. You're not expected to probably be in the eight or jump right up into the eight, which they had for most of the year. And you do. Young blokes get tired, and once two or three of them fall off 5%, 10%, it's amazing what happens across the Well, it's the weird board. because both teams still in the mix of the finals and the Bombers but have I think got Collingwood the, next week. Well, I think the Giants have actually started to fall off a little bit as well as after well. a huge season. Yep. So that is a massive game coming up. Uh, both teams also limping a little bit. St Kilda mm. and Geelong. Geelong have had their injury concerns. So are the Saints, to be honest. Uh, that's a ripper tonight at Marvel. I just got to... Oh, I can't even pick this one. I feel like Geelong have got class and experience mm. to get over the line here. Hawkins back in the side. I think their forward line is... With Cameron now finding his form and Jeremy Cameron... 
in form is the best player in the competition. Uh, so he's finally found it. Hawkins comes back in. I'm not sure they can handle those two. Uh, Geelong still need Blitzarves and Gary Rowan to come back into this team and obviously Guthrie to be anywhere near full strength. And then I'm, I'm more than confident to say I think they could run the table. But if they don't get all those players back in time, I'm not sure how they'll go. Yeah, we'll ask Sean Grigg about where a couple of those players are very soon. Uh, Adelaide City, this is an ad, another belter. Adelaide's been one of those teams this year that keep losing away and you think, ah, they're gone. But they're still right in the mix here to make the finals and could do some damage. But the Swans also have come from nowhere. 15, mm. 15th about six weeks ago. Oh, all of a they sudden, were shot. Flying. They were yeah. absolutely shot. And look, this is going to be a huge game. So again, Adelaide at home, you love watching them. I think we all would like to see Adelaide probably get their rankings back in as well. Yeah, and good There's just something about Adelaide this year. I think it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Great team to watch. Probably, yeah, one of the best. I actually love watching them at Adelaide Oval. Uh, Bulldogs will beat West Coast. They need to keep winning the Dogs to be well, in the top the, eight. You know what Bulldogs well, you dog is. Jeez, they keep letting you down. <laughs> yeah, they do. But I think they'll get the result no, there. Melbourne well. Hawthorne will be a great game Sunday afternoon. It's a bit of a – they're the, Mate, the FA Cup giant killers at the do moment. Do not Hawks. sleep on what Hawthorne have been doing over the last couple of weeks. And as I said a bit earlier – Melbourne have got Sydney in Sydney next week. So if they lose these next two and Carlton win their first next two, they lose their top four spot. So wow. this is a really big game for Melbourne. Okay. And to finish off the round, Frio and Port Adelaide uh, signing Kenny this week, but also Frio who have been up and down okay at home. So that'll be a tough game for the tough power. Tough game. Port Adelaide for me. they got to get on a roll. Um, no, interesting, no uh, Dixon though for a little bit. That's going to be... I don't know. Could be the Achilles heel or is Finlayson and Marshall going to step up and be the two men? Yeah. You'd be in doubt to even get back this season, Dixon. So we'll wait and see what happens there. Stay with us. Uh, Sean Griggs going to join us, uh, who's assistant coach at the Cats, to talk about tonight's game and also the Tigers. Premiership teammates retiring this weekend. This is the warm-up. All thanks to Little Creatures. Plenty more to come. For Little Creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. Still plenty to come this morning on the warm-up. We've got the marketplace not too far away and our local footy wrap uh, in a moment as well. But joining us on the line, this I love saying this, Moons. I don't know if he gets it all the time or he's sick of it, but he's a premiership ruckman, this guy, for the Tigers. <laughs> That's right, he was. Uh, back in 2017, now doing a great job as an assistant at the Geelong Footy Club. Sean Grigg joins us on the line. Sean, welcome, mate. Do you get sick of hearing that or do you just sort of take that in your stride? Uh, morning, boys. Thanks for having me on. Um, no, no, it's a, it's a nice, nice memory um, to have playing in the ruck. It's not that hard, actually, either, boys. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember doing it, Greg. And you know what? You just you eventually get to the point where you don't jump. You just try and read the tap, and then you just run away from the ruck when you get about sixteen possessions. Well, that, that's what it was lucky for me. I, I wasn't um, able to compete in the ruck, or the coaches didn't expect me to. So I, I always had that out there. <laughs> hey mate, uh, big weekend You've got a couple of huge games uh, for Geelong of course to, to look forward to Saints tonight and then home against the Dogs next week We'll get to that in just a moment But speaking of premierships A couple of uh, close teammates pulling the pin this week Trent Cochin and also Jack Rewalt this week um, That's a, that's a, I guess they've had wonderful careers Just tell us I guess playing a bit with those guys And what it means It's a, it's a big hole to fill at the club yeah, absolutely it is. And probably, I mean, I was lucky enough to play a lot of footy with both of those guys and just the way they both um, became comfortable in their own skin and the, and the way they both transformed themselves as players first, but then as leaders, probably second. So, you know, Trent, we saw him sort of win a Brownlow 
in 2012 and then, you know, develop into a really selfless leader. He, he just became a battering ram, really. Sacrificed his own game and, and obviously Jack Rewalt, you know, he's won Coleman medals and, you know, early on in his career, he was looking and having shots from everywhere and, um, you know, it was all about Jack, but obviously he turned himself around into a great leader and, you know, particularly our first premiership um, had a really small forward line, so Jack's job was just to bring it to ground and, you know, he bought into that and he valued that. And, you know, it was one of the reasons why we were able to be so successful. Go back to uh, that first premiership, Shawnee, and just talk about with Cochin's leadership, Obviously, during the year, you guys had, uh, I know we had uh, special teams come in and all of those type of things come into our footy club back in Geelong um, just to try and work out our leadership style. What was what was the thing that came into your footy club to work out your style? And then obviously, Koch just took it by the scruff of the neck and let it. Yeah, it was probably him and Dimmer. It was just about being vulnerable and, you know, for Koch, he was the captain and just for him to stand up and, you know, tell everyone he doesn't have all the answers and, um, you know, just really took his mask off. I suppose that that's that's his language he uses, and um, you know, just we it was all everyone bought in off the back of that, and we just created a really sort of fun environment, and we almost got it back to you know having fun like we did as kids or at a country footy club. You know, obviously AFL can be heavily scrutinised from the outside, but we just um, you know stuck together and and stayed internal and um, had a lot of fun with it, and um, yeah, it was a massive reason why you know I enjoyed my footy so much in the latter part of my career. Were you guys renowned for telling jokes on the field? Uh, a couple of couple of guys were. I mean, yeah. that's sort of part, part of the reason. Um, you know, guys were just encouraged to be themselves. So, um, you know, some guys who, who were pretty jovial and, you know, they were able to do that. And other guys that, you know, would, would snarl and be serious, they were able to do that. So there wasn't sort of one, one size fits all. Everyone was encouraged to be themselves. Who, who took it too seriously out there? Oh, there's a couple of the, the defenders probably, you know, Dylan Grimes and those, those type of lockdown defenders are always pretty serious. Hey, mate. Defen- um, defenders don't have any yeah, charisma, let's be honest. They're, they're the fast bowlers of the, <laughs> of the football team. Hey, mate, um, we'll get to the Cats in a moment, but Dimmer expected to be announced uh, possibly next week as the Gold Coast coach uh, for five years. Have you looked at properties? Where would you live, you reckon, on the Gold Coast if you were going to head up there with him? <laughs> no, I'm... I'm um, yeah, pretty happy down here at the Cats, but it's um, you know it's great that that is going to maybe get back involved. All the speculation, he's a great coach, and you know for him to to, to go away and refresh, and um, you know the game's better off with someone like Damien Hardwick involved. What's his greatest asset? Do you think, Gregor, just the way that he coaches and him as a as him as a person? What is it? Well, for me, it was probably the, he's such a great motivator. He's able to get the best out of individuals. Um, you know, he's able to highlight roles that suited guys' strengths and, and really reward and value that. Mate, I saw um, during the week when I was down at the club that I saw Andrew McDonald, the Australian coach, having a coffee with Steve Hocking. Is he part of anything this week in terms of build-up to the game? Uh, probably not um, in the footy department. I mean, he, he sort of, because he lives down here, um, he comes every now and then and spends time with us coaches or players and, and some of our coaches and players have been able to do that with the Australian cricket team. So, yeah, we've got a great relationship, um, you know, with Ronnie and there's always things to learn off of different sports, particularly um, you know, that Australian cricket team. All right, Greg, big game tonight. Uh, obviously, Big Hawk is back, Jed Abuse is back and it's simple as must win, mate. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, the destiny is it's in our hands, which which is good. We we don't really have to rely on, on other results. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to the challenge. Uh, we've had some some good games against the Saints the last couple of times. So, 
yeah, it's great to great to welcome back um, Big Hawk and for him to team up with you know Jez in the forward line is going to be a um, key part for the game. So important, and I guess now with that week off in between finals, if you get there, and look, as you said, the destiny's in your own hands, you get a bit of time to hopefully get a few back and get to full fitness. Where do you think in the next couple of weeks, obviously a couple back this week, can you get close to your best 23 by finals time? Um, Jack Henry looks like he'll miss the rest of the season. How's Blitzar's travelling at the moment? Yeah, they're, they're all probably a bit of wait and see. Um, Cam Guthrie's going to play some time in the VFL today, so... We're looking forward to getting him back, and um, you know we, we can't sort of look too far ahead. But Mark Mark Blitzer, yeah, has been progressing through through his rehab, and he's back out running. And I'm not not exactly sure of the timeline there, but um, you know it's looking positive. Has there been a little bit of um, a little bit of fun at the footy club with I guess Jeremy Cameron's goals on the weekend? Were <sighs> in the third stand. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, we'll take him, won't we? Uh, we can kick him from anywhere. It shows, it shows the skill. It shows the skill of Jeremy, doesn't it? Um, yeah, he doesn't have to be um, inside the inside the boundary line to kick him. Must have been pleasing. Though. I mean, after his head knock with with uh, Gary Rowan, I mean, it did take a little bit of time for him to to get things going again, uh, and probably been building to what we saw last week. Is that fair enough? Yeah, it probably is, and also you know that shoulder injury as well. It, you know, sort of man, he was pulling up. You know, sore from games and sort of you know limiting his training at time. So it's good, good that you know everything's starting to get back back together and he can spend some time out at training and really really hone in his craft. He he spends a lot of time you know on his forward craft and goal kicking. So for him to get those rewards on the weekend, last weekend was great. So we're looking forward to him putting putting some through the big stick tonight. And just on that two moons, I'm not sure if you've seen, but uh, he's got his own YouTube channel at the moment, Jeremy Cameron, on the farm with Jeremy Cameron. Oh. And we get to see the inside of dealing with the cows and riding the motorbike around. Is he getting a bit of stick for doing that? He's sort of doing a bit of selfie mode there, uh, Grigger. Yeah, no, he, you know, he loves it out on his farm. And, you know, it's probably one of the reasons why, you know, the cats enticed him to, to come down and play. He's, you know, he's from country Victoria, Dartmoor, so... You know, it's um, you know, it's great for him to, to step away from footy and clear his head and do things that he loves. That's you know, big part of the cat culture. Jeremy Cameron, the influencer. Who would yeah. have thought? Yeah, the big dog. Who <laughs> would have thought? Farmer Cameron. <laughs> hey, before we let you go, um, important game as I said tonight. Then you've got the dogs at home, the final game of the season, and you know, back-to-back wins will see you into the finals. And uh, hopefully for the cats fans uh, in the mix to have a bit of a say in how that plays out. Where is the game won and lost tonight? I mean, Max uh, King um, has been playing well for the Saints, kicking a few goals. Where Where's the game won and lost tonight? Of course, Hawk back in, which is a great inclusion. But it's um, but you know, a quick game at Marvel tonight. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, both forward lines are pretty potent when you look at the names there and the structure. So, you know, for us, it'll be around the contest in the midfield. So we'll back our boys in around there, you know, Pat Dangerfield. Tom Atkins, those guys, to, to get it forward in, into our dangerous forward line um, and you know, and hopefully limit what St Kilda can do up the other end. Well, best of luck tonight, mate. Enjoy the game. I know you're heading to uh, Richmond this afternoon as well to farewell the boys as they take on North Melbourne. You'd expect a, a fairly big win there. Enjoy that for the moment that it is and celebrating their career and good luck to the Cats tonight. Thanks, guys. Go Cats. Bye, Greg. Beautiful. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate you jumping on. I know you're busy. Easy. No Have worries. a good day, mate. See Cheers boy. for that. See you, mate. There you go. Sean Grigg joining us there, assistant coach of the, the Cats and, of course, premiership star at Richmond Farewelling. A couple of teammates this afternoon as they take on North Melbourne. The Cats tonight against St Kilda. It should be an absolute cracker and the Saints need a win as well to maintain their top eight. Stay with us. The marketplace not too far away and local footy update. All thanks to Little Creatures. 
And Furphy at Little Creatures Village Geelong. Order up, grab pizza and any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong. For just 25 bucks. visit littlecreatures.com.au. For Little Creatures, all creatures welcome. This is The Warm-Up with Warlow and Moons. The Marketplace for Little Creatures. All creatures welcome. Yeah, it's time for the marketplace. We're buying and sell- selling something in the world of sport. Uh, we've got a few targets here today, Moons. I'm going to let you kick off. What are you selling this week? Uh, well, we spoke about this earlier. Politicians and sport, they do not mix. At all. And our Prime Minister just showed once again, you know what, mate, just shut up. Yep. I'm sorry. Just, just stay out. Don't come out and say, oh, if the girls win, we're going to have a public holiday. No one wants a public holiday. No one was asking Put for Put some it. funding in, into sport. Yes. That's what we want. Yep. Come you out clearly and say we're going to spend have this no money idea. on the Women's World Cup. We're going to spend this money in development. You were just looking for the votes, mate. It he was goes, so obvious. And just shut up. He said, "Oh, the, this is a couple of weeks ago, oh, the rest of the tournament teams is going to fold like tents. Mate, you've never been camping. <laughs> Do you know how difficult it is to put a tent away? Ridiculous. Like, you've got someone writing your speeches and that person should shut up as well because you clearly don't know much about sport either. Yeah, it actually is embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Jared Whaley said this week, stay out of I'm selling this. Now, Manchester United, sorry, Manchester City's first home game during the week and this happened. We So there you go. Running out of chips, I think, is the absolute biggest no-no. First game of the season, the crowd's well, What does it go? Does it go beer, chips, or chips, beer? Oh, Probably think, chips, beer, because they've got the kids. Well, yes, possibly. Yeah. But I think, oh, I'll tell you what, it's neck and neck. It's a dead <laughs> heat for beer and chips. But I'd Imagine say... Imagine five minutes later. And also, we've run out, out of beer. beer. <laughs> oh, the last beer's just been sold. Um, I'm surprised there wasn't riots. What right. are you buying this week? Okay, week? so on the back of what's happening over in America with uh, American... How, how do we say it? it was soccer. We soccer. Call it, we call it soccer over yep. there. The MLS. So in the 70s, when Pele went over to America, they thought it was going to be the greatest thing ever. And I think it was for a little bit. But nothing has compared to what Messi has done since he has walked into the United States or into Miami. Yep. It is phenomenal at the moment. It is. Tickets are out of control. You can't buy anything for less than five or $600. Yeah. Uh, every celebrity in town wants to be there. It's the place to be. He has turned that game upside down in the space of a month. Yeah, he's nine goals in six. He's taken <laughs> like, into he's Miami played for from a month, bottom to wherever. And it's everyone wants to be there. David Beckham's walking around taking selfies with you know who, whoever. Yep, it's unbelievable. Nah, he's been a star, and it's uh, it's going to grow the game unless so uh, Saudi Arabia buy every player. Then we might be in a bit of trouble. So good. But, but Jeez, he's doing uh, it Neymar. Well. Jeez, what's going on there with Neymar's contract? What are you buying? I'm buying Barnaby this week. Um, I just think what, Apollo Barnaby. Yeah, yeah. I think um, he has been put in a bad position this week. Now, if you're not across it... did Or did he put himself in a bad position? Well, I just think sometimes, you know, in this day and age, we watch a lot of TV, a lot of streaming services. So we, we can binge watch something if we want to. We can catch up. We can get it all. We can watch it over years or months. Now, Barnaby last choice last <laughs> week on Saturday watched the Matildas beat France on Channel 10 when the game's on 7 or Optus... In a pub with a bunch of about, I don't know, 10, 15 other people. Sat there, watched the whole game. It was a replay from a game that ran a month <laughs> Two ago. Weeks ago. He's <laughs> celebrating. Oh, what are you talking about? A penalty shootout. We just won 1-0. Now, for me, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, Barnaby, if he's listening, we lost Wednesday night against England. <laughs> now, he might want to catch up and still watch that game, so no one let him know what the result is. He's going to catch up and watch that game. He watches in his own time. He'll probably find out, I reckon. It was... 
12 o'clock on Saturday night that we lost <laughs> and that we've got a third place It was playoff. another great example of a politician trying to promote himself about, yes, look at me, I'm watching sport. I'm, yeah. watch, I'm, I'm barracking for Go sports. Go sports. <laughs> and you completely butchered it Leave up. him alone. You can watch it whenever you want, guys. Oh I just think gosh. that's the way to go. Hey, mate, where are you this afternoon? What are you doing? Uh, this afternoon, I'm actually in uh, Fox Studios doing the St. Kilda Geelong game. So okay. cannot wait for that one. Go, Catters. Looking for the build-up there. It's going to be an absolute ripper. Uh, that is the Marketplace. All thanks to Little Creatures. Enjoy the weekend. It's so much footy and local footy finals as well. Not too far away. Uh, it's going to be great. Looking forward to seeing how the Fire Late does finish at the end of the season. We'll catch you next week on the warm-up. Stay with us.